0: Welcome to the Avance Podcast. I'm Dan,
1: and I'm Nick. How you doing, bud? I'm okay.
0: Bernie McBurns.
1: I yeah, because you know I I had to up one up you from your your uh, my back injury. Your back injury, and I thought you know I don't have I don't have anything wrong with me right now. So I thought <laughs> you know what I'll do. Um, I'm gonna go down to my garage. I'm gonna start everything. I'm gonna let it run. You know, then we'll put everything back. But, you know, while I was lifting the, the 450 back on the stand, I nicely lifted with my legs and my knee went right into the exhaust pipe that had been, you know, idling. So I got a nice little, it's a, it's a mini burn, but it's just right there like where all the rab- the, the, the fabric runs over your knee. So, oh, uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Just the constant reminder of, yeah. hey, you
1: did that. You dumbass. <laughs> and you've done this. And the funny thing is, is I did it in the exact same place because I can see it on the exhaust where oh, I did it. So, yeah, I did it, I did it on a place where I've done it before. So is is this like, on the
0: Monkey or the CRF? No, CRF. Okay. Because
1: I was lifting it back up. On the right, the stand, and so yeah, monkey. I, mean, I don't think I don't know if it, I'm. I'm not going to say it. I was going to say I don't think I've ever murdered myself on the monkey. <laughs> It'll happen now. Well, so. the monkey's
0: got those uh, heat guards on it too, though.
1: I don't have them. You took them off. Well, the the, the lower ones and all that. I've got a little bit one, little one behind the exhaust or behind
0: the muffler. But, well, there's that little one on the pipe on the side where your leg comes uh, up against think,
1: it. Uh, weight savings, Dan. Weight, weight savings. savings. Yeah. Yes. Well, you're some, not wrong. Some of, some of us are two forty five. Well, some of us are more than that, actually. But uh, after Christmas, but yeah. <laughs> so Christmas yeah. done right. Yeah, it was nice having Carl in the in the shop last week. Uh, you know, he's he, you know I mean, he's a man of the world. Yeah, tell he's ya. Busy. I tell you, I can't believe they're gonna give him a fire suit and let him come over the wall. Like I think I feel like that's... that's so cool. Oh, I mean, it's dangerous. Should we warn them? Like. <laughs>
0: Have you seen this person?
1: Yeah, I know, right? We know Carl. We love him. But, you know, have you seen him? Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> Well, that is a good Carter tip just to right now is that time of year where you've probably put away your vehicle if you are one of those sports car people who doesn't drive it this time of year, which is sad. But in some places you can't. If you're in the Midwest, some places you just you can't. It's not a good time. to. I've tried a Corvette in the snow. It's not a good idea. At least you know. Yeah. That's the important I part. I had to move it out of the. So I didn't go drive the Corvette in the snow. I, I could have with the right tire. It's one of these I things didn't.
1: where you took it out of the garage and couldn't get back yes. in the garage. Oh, like a running start the driveway.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it was like, it was no, not, not going to happen. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. In case anybody is wondering, uh, Pilot Sports, just not the right snow tire. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Hence the name. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's it's
1: a good time to go out. Pull the, pull what you've got. You know you got your trigger chargers on all your cars, your bikes, and things like that. Pull them off, start them, and you know I even I even like I'll click it into gear because I've got the, the the stands that pull the wheels off the ground on the monkey. I'll I'll put it in gear and let it kind of. You know, move the transmission a little bit, and
0: yeah, yeah, yeah especially on a motorcycle because you yeah. Do, yeah, you've got oil; it's all mixed, so you mm-hmm. want to get it in the it's, with the wet clutch and everything. That is important.
1: Yeah, I put oil and water in there; it mixes. Yeah, it. it's great. Exactly, yeah. it separates though. You're good.
0: Yeah, if you do like margarita mix in there; good to go.
1: <laughs> Ooh, warm margaritas. I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but yeah, this is just a friendly little like you know, go out, start your vehicles. Uh, check for rodents, uh, make sure that the chargers, I mean, I, another thing that'll happen to you, I've found that I'll have my, my chargers on stuff and I'll come down there and they will have clicked off or something. Like, you know, there's there's been a fault somewhere. And so check them.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. when you saved all that money and bought the $15 Amazon charger with the name you can't pronounce because it's just all consonants, it's not a good longevity thing for you. Sure. So yeah. Yeah, just saying. Yeah. Should probably you know.
1: Yeah, mute your computer, Dan. Sorry. So we're in the new um, uh, Avant studio here. Dan got a new monitor that, I mean, I'm pretty sure I could set it across the shop and it would still be able to read everything on the screen.
0: So it is really happy It is though. a thing of beauty. It is, it, really, is, uh, it is specifically designed so that when we have guests in the studio, I can fold it up against the wall and we can share images more clearly. And I had, don't get me wrong, I had a really nice monitor to begin with. 38 inch Dell ultra wide, great work monitor, no complaints at all. But it was it's specifically for work, and so what I did is I upgraded to a 48 inch OLED monitor. It's not a TV; it is a monitor, so it has a matte screen, but it's OLED. Um, I thought about going to the Samsung 49 inch ultra wide, but I decided to go. It's yeah.
1: The problem I have, Dan, is this screen is 30 inches from your face. <laughs> <laughs> I know that because I got a, a tape measure here. So I am <laughs> waiting
0: for the arm to come in to move it farther back from me. Yeah, you were right; it is. It's. I wouldn't say it's too close. Your mother would say you're sitting too close to the TV. That's yeah. what she would say. Yeah,
1: you're gonna yeah. you're gonna burn your, you're gonna shoot your eye out. So yeah.
0: yeah. So but it is it is beautiful. And if you have the funds, I highly suggest upgrading to an OLED monitor. I'm a big proponent of spending your money where you spend your time. So a good chair and a great monitor makes work life from a keyboard a lot more uh oh, comfortable. So
1: that, that's why you you buy nice toilet paper. I get it. Now. That's right. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah your money where you spend your time. and a heated to- toilet seat <laughs> i'd never leave
0: <laughs> let it go way off topic Wait, i'm just saying if you <laughs> haven't discovered the wonders of a bidet <laughs> south park made an entire episode about it i'm not off base about this japanese toilets okay. That's where Fair it's where it's at. i'm just Fair saying enough. but a heated toilet seat is a game changer so we were talking
1: last week we were talking about new cars we were and we were looking online we were having fun and and dan and i sat there and kind of realized that Things when you add start adding stuff onto vehicles, vehicles are getting very expensive, even for simple add ons and things like that. Like, we're not just talking cost of living adjustments, Like these vehicles are becoming really expensive for simple options. Like, you know, and, and some of the high end stuff that have all the options are becoming very expensive. The one thing we were, we continue to look at is the new Ford Ranger Raptor,
0: and the fact that, like, yeah, that's what we're excited there's, about. Like,
1: there's a couple of accessories you can put on there, and you're out the door for a mid midsize truck for $60,000 plus tax, license and things like that. So you're probably going to be closer to 70 with tax and all that. And it's so, a Raptor so and it's ADM. A, yep. So um but like I said, we were looking at some of this stuff and starting to and we're seeing, we're wondering like what is still a really good value, and we've kind of touched on this topic before. And and as and all of our listeners will be surprised that Corvette's going to be talked about here. Um, but well, I mean,
0: I, I'm not going to rehash that again. If, if anybody, I mean, ask. If you look at any YouTube reviewer, anybody who's driven a lot of cars, they're going to, to look. If you want the basic bang for the buck and the the speed and the performance and driving experience, get a used Corvette. Even a Grand Sport. I would say a C6 or C7 Grand Sport is probably the best bang for the buck. They don't have quite the resale of the Z06, but they have the brakes, the suspension, dirt cheap to maintain. Okay, so that's what, that's it. That's always top of my list. It's usually the top of everybody's list for a reason.
1: But as you and I were speaking and they you know, rust. in the <laughs> mid 90s, you could walk into a Ford dealership, or not a Ford dealership. Uh, yeah, Ford dealership, Ford dealership or, <laughs> or a Chevy dealership. You could pick up a Mustang or a Camaro. For under twenty thousand dollars, some in some places, maybe mid twenties, yeah. we'll call it. A, now.
0: G- a GT would be low twenties. As I were-
1: was calling them, the Hawaii, the Hawaii
0: Mustangs, you know, like the yeah. convertibles and the with the, the smaller engines and things like yeah, that. They were brand new. They were twenty two to twenty four ish.
1: Yeah, and we just looked. If you want to, without options, starting a new Camaro baseline 33. 33. Yeah. So I mean, what thirty years?
0: Yeah, and granted, the the turbo four is actually higher performing engine than the GT of the time.
1: Yeah, but can you get can you go out and buy a new performance car for 20,000 uh, in the $20,000 range? Can that be done?
0: I don't think that exists. Yeah. I think with inflation um over the tw- last 20 years, a 20-year difference. Let's look this up actually. What is I always love when I'm typing into Google what it
1: thinks I want to ask.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, $25,000.96 worth today. Okay, so that's a $48,338.27.
1: So you're talking a $23,000 difference.
0: Yeah. Okay. So what is the best bang for the buck for $48,000? And this is where, I think this is skewed, because I like to, it's, as we like to say at work, we don't have opinions, we have data. And so... At, fancy as Well, I mean, it, we, we have a lot of biases about what we think things should be and then what they are. And luckily, we have data in... A, problem like this we can look at this with data we don't have to just guess so we can go to ford and we can look at our new mustang and what is the new mustang
1: 30 31,000 starting i think
0: well right but how much is like a uh oh, what about the dark horse so that was r? not a dark horse r but i'm thinking like so this is a, this is a, we're not what would be considered so a 5 okay. not an eco boost a 5 like what does a 5 cost which is a, a really nice car forty three thousand dollars for a gt fastback so it
1: it is right at what it should be as far yeah, as... yeah
0: a GT premium fastback is forty seven so if you're if you are looking at inflation
1: how much do they add on for the convertible
0: ooh fifty two quite a bit grand
1: okay yeah take the roof off okay but
0: if you're looking at the performance of cars then versus cars today and we like to get it in this van, things are really expensive uh actually not um the cost of performance has come down significantly and. It's, uh, I was having an interesting conversation with somebody about this the other day, is that there are specs that just don't matter anymore when it comes to driving a car, and they're not what you think. Think about like zero to 60 now.
1: <laughs> under two seconds yeah. for some cars. Yeah. yeah,
0: for some cars, it's under two seconds. What does the average performance car get you in zero to 60 now? Like four seconds. Yeah. I mean, the new uh, Corvette non-Z06, the C8, is a three-second zero to 60 car. It's nuts, and that's rear-wheel drive.
1: But you, okay, so let's use the Mustang example. So if I went into the Ford dealership in '96 and I picked up what it would be a Cobra probably.
0: A GT would be the for the equivalent. But for I'm the saying
1: no, no for the the high end. So like, oh, the yeah. dark so like a dark horse premium. premium would be yeah. the, would be the high end now, and a and a what a, like a Cobra would mm-hmm. be, would have been with the with the high wing. Um, back then, like, and you know the dark horse comes with I forgot how many horsepowers. Um, it's a
0: lot. It's a lot. Our most powerful. Naturally aspirated five zero. Ever, yeah. What is this? Uh, f- here we go. Five hundred horsepower, four hundred eighteen foot pounds of torque. What the Cobra come with? What, what means? I mean, three hundred, a little okay. less than three hundred. Right. That's I mean, that
1: was a lot back then. Yeah, like, you know,
0: that was a whole lot. Mustang, Mustang Cobra, Cobra horsepower HB. was three hundred five. Okay, so you're getting so two hundred.
1: getting two hundred extra horsepower. That was that was a four point four point six liter V eight, mm-hmm. five speed manual. 3,500 pounds.
0: So these are, let's see here. I, wonder, I don't know what these things weigh now. But, I mean, you've got massive Brembo brakes. You've got independent rear suspension. Don't forget that. We went from, a, you know, the <laughs> the truck axle to we've got forged wheels. Uh, Yeah, forged wheels, Brembo brakes. You've got, I think this is electronic power steering now too, isn't it? Six-speed manual from the five-speed Tremec with rev matching. And that is a big deal. Yeah, You get a 373 rear end. Yeah, electronic power-assisted steering. So you're getting more bang. You're getting way more bang.
1: And it's kept up with inflation and and the... Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: And you're getting way more technology that may or may not be a positive. That adds weight. I'm not a big fan of the Ford Copilot system. It it also
1: adds uh, unreliability if something like that breaks and it shuts down the whole car. Yeah.
0: The point being is I think there's... And we were under this somewhat misconception as well. It's just the problem is... The wages to buy these cars haven't gone up enough to reflect the MSR, the inflation of the cost. Well for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Um That's a really charged
1: political statement you're making there. So um yeah. I'm gonna avoid talking about that right now, but yes, you're
0: correct. And if you go with the 10-speed automatic, a sixteen hundred dollar option, that's when you're getting it so track drivers, damn me, you're gonna have more fun with a six-speed with a rev matching, that's what I would buy, because a rev matching manual transmission is just fun to drive. Yeah, your event was you're fun. Way slower yeah. to drive it than I'll ever be in an automatic. I admit that. I mean, I think even some of the you would have to be one of the best drivers in the world to be faster in a manual. Period. You would have to be 100% yeah. pro level top of the world drivers to be faster than the current automatics, especially the 10 speed. Yeah, you're not going to get
1: you're not going to be able to no. shift fast enough, so. So, but I mean, so the the question is well, let's go let's get back to this so for forty three thousand yeah. dollars, what do you buy? you go okay i want I want a second car, I want something I can drive on the street I want a um I want a track car i want to be able to drive it to the track I mean, is mustang it is it, you know and obviously we've we've now said that basically the price is where it should be. I actually didn't think it was we were gonna get there, yeah, that's kind of where we entered this argument <laughs> um so I don't know. Obviously it's not you want something that's not going to be, you know, draining your wallet. You're you want something that you can work on. Obviously there's some, there's gonna be some upgrades and things like that, especially with the Mustang Camaro market, things like that. Um I don't know what's the new uh three seventy or whatever the or the four hundred? What is it? Yeah, the new what is the new um Nissan The four hundred Z? The four hundred Z
0: go for. Uh it's less, forty two two ten. Okay. That's a a great car as well. A great car. Beautiful. 400 horsepower. Yep, six-speed manual, and it's a three-liter twin-turbo from Nissan, which means you can mod the living hell out of it if you really are so inclined to blow your warranty. But a uh, performance model is 52, 210. So you're right there, but you're getting raised wheels. You're getting us a, a much smaller platform. Um, mechanical limited slip versus electronic. That's kind of cool. Um, Beautiful car.
1: Like, I feel like there are people out there that are now starting to do their taxes and realizing they've they done well. They're going to get some money back from Uncle Sam. Um, and maybe they're going to start to look at something like this. Yeah. There's, I knew you were going to click
0: the NISMO button.
1: I it's, knew that you are going there. Yeah. So, is that the performance or that's the NISMO? No, this version? is the NISMO. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. And so, if you go to the NISMO, you're at 65.
1: That's a, that's a lot for that car Ugh, in my mind. The
0: 2009 GTR was 69999 you remember that? I do not. Yeah, $70,000 car. That's why it blew everything out of the water. Okay. If you I mean it's now it's 140, so it's doubled in price for the same yeah, car. Yeah, but it's the, the last last
1: last edition of the last edition, so yeah. it'll be until until the next last edition. Yeah. Um anyway, so I I drove the launch version of that car. Mm-hmm. Um and I loved it. it. It was automatic. Um and all day I would I would drive that car. It's a very comfortable car. But I also felt like I could throw it around and it would not the Nismo, but the uh the, the yeah launch edition. The Z. Z launch. So I think that would be a pretty good entry level. I think that would get you what you what you want out of something. But I also I, I want you to look up something and this is not gonna be entry level, but I'm curious about the minis. I think that would be you know we have several friends obviously that have those as track toys and How things like that. How much is
0: a new mini G P? Yeah. So, yeah, that's a, g- a good option. I think the last, uh, did they still make the, says the new service, 16, five seconds. Yeah. Okay.
1: Mini, your uh, also minis are getting bigger and they need to knock that off.
0: <laughs> they have to for safety standards. There's no way around it now.
1: And stop calling it a mini.
0: Also mini, your website sucks. Just so you know, there it is. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So $35,000, dollars Zero to 16, 5.9. I think, and I think that would be a fun
1: little track toy. Like, I mean, if you had to have a second car, it's not going to take up a ton of room. I don't think they sell them at Target.
0: The GR86. That's what I would pick. Really? Mm-hmm. For I that same money, twenty eight four. If I'm going to do something on a track, I'm still going to go back to one of these. Pick the Subaru then.
1: <laughs> same car, but. Yeah. 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 So, the 86 platform. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can get a lot. It's, I mean, it, it's, that still comes, that comes with the box, that comes with the Subaru Boxer engine. Well, it's. A Toyota in this one, but
0: yeah, uh, yeah, I think it's Subaru sourced. It's still the it's just yeah. a 228 horsepower, 184 foot pounds of torque. It's remember the days of the Sabaru, then we have our Miata 28,000, perfectly balanced. Yep, it's,
1: every time I look at that car, I think a corky Romano, but
0: uh, well, the manual transmission thing again, I mean, there's fun and then there's efficient and then there's fast. And I'd rather have fun, I'd rather be
1: shifting, I'd rather be. I feel like I'm more in touch with the car. Um, obviously, paddles are great, but I think. You know, a I think a manual will teach you to be a better driver. 100 percent. And I think that it, you know, and obviously you can get it in an automatic. Most of these, most of these cars. I mean, any if anything, again, getting my Apple, Apple box of you know the manuals going away.
0: Um, There's some cars I wouldn't take with a manual though, even though they offer one. Like the we like we talked about with Carl that the, the M2, the the eight speeds a better transmission. It's it's fun, but I mean, depends what you're doing.
1: I'm right. To, I don't know. I I think I'd want to try it. I think after driving some of the newer the m's and stuff like that like i think a manual would be a lot of fun in that car you're not gonna be as fast but i again i just feel like you know there's a term i grew up with and you and you grew up with it's a second gear corner (laughs) like Mm -hmm. and I, i just feel like coming into something and just click 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 like being able to engage that and pull that back into second gear there's just something about that and i think i feel like Especially with BMW, like, and I again, I had that three series. I loved the manual. It was a great. That was the one piece of the car that didn't fail. Was yeah, the, was the transmission. So, um, it might. I think it would be fun to drive an M two. I don't. Did he? Did we discuss that? I don't even know if they make it in the manual. Yeah, no, they do. They, they do. do. Okay. Yes, they do.
0: Yeah, it's just a lot more livable and it's faster in the in the automatic, like most cars.
1: I mean that, and I then I wouldn't need an alarm. You just leave the car open. <laughs> Nobody can drive it. No. Kidding. So yeah. It um, begs
0: the question, though, would you, would you spend the money on something new, or, would, or would you, do you think it's, as I guess you should rephrase this, as the market cools to a normal level with used cars, do you think the money is better spent buying a used performance car?
1: I don't know, because the biggest worry that comes into my head with a used sports car is I don't know what the idiot who I bought it from did to it.
0: That is a fair assessment. I mean,
1: it's that's my that is the biggest thing. Yeah, you're going to be able to go onto Facebook Marketplace. You're gonna I'm going to use the example of a Corvette Z06. You're going to be able to find a really nice Z06 or what's going to look like a really nice Z06, but you don't know if the guy taught his 16 year old daughter to drive a, you know to drive a manual on that. You don't know what the, the transmission's like. And, and yes, you can have you can spend a lot of money on a car and have it gone have it go through by a mechanic and things like that. But you just when I buy something new from a dealership. You're going to, you know, that one on the, the, the one on the bottom with the giant hood on it. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like, yes, you you know, if you're going to, most of these you're going to buy from a dealership, uh, used, you just don't know what has happened to the car. That is my biggest worry.
0: Yeah. This is a, this is a good segue into another topic is that mm-hmm. this is where I miss or I, and I still enjoy the few that are out there forum build threads. Oh yeah. And so older buyers, and I say older, I'm referring to myself, um, <laughs> People Old, with
1: back issues,
0: yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, you can often find um, Corvettes in particular an example, but Mustangs as well. The, the really popular cars that are sold in large quantities, you can find a good one on a forum build that's being for sale. Like there, there will you can find reputable. Why don't cars. you talk about
1: what a forum build
0: is, just for those? Oh things. yeah, I guess man, I just yeah, forget back, some, some back of our up listeners a bit don't even yeah. know what this is. That's a scary thought.
1: That's back in the day when the cords were phoned to the or corded to the wall. You know, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So. <laughs>
0: People used to document their builds step by step, like item by item, on the forums. And so you'd go, you'd and we talked to Supra Steve about this for once, where he kind of got his nickname for that. But you knew everything somebody did to their car. You knew when they did it. They literally is a written history of the car of its entire life on these forum pages. And I love that because it adds. So much value to the car, you can see why a person did a mod they did. They'll be like, "Hey, I'm going to do track days, and um, you can tell, does this person go to the track all the time because there's nothing wrong with buying a car that's been to the track if it's been taken care of? there's nothing yeah. wrong with that at all and, or did they spend did it spend its entire life at nine thousand rpms you know did this person <laughs> is it on its third engine, you know?
1: Well, and I think people like you and I, and I think I sort of inherited this from you, um, especially on the bikes and stuff like that. I have documented everything I've done to all my cars and all my bikes. Like I have, I have receipts, I have websites, which makes it easier when, like when we were talking about Benji, like it was very easy for me to just cut and paste what I had done. Um, But a lot of people don't like it's, you know, or you don't know, you buy the car from somebody and they, they, do you remember when everybody didn't, couldn't afford turbos, but they were putting like little fans inside their intakes and stuff like that, and (laughs) pieces were coming off and going into the engines. (laughs) So yeah, So it's stuff like that that worries me, you know, uh, that, you know, yeah, most of the Corvettes have probably been bought by a little old lady in, in, uh, you know, Pasadena, and she probably drove it to the store, uh, or that's what she told you, or the fact that she loaned it to her grandson at 16, and he was going up and down the PCH doing burnouts, but... (sighs)
0: That's That's my problem.
1: Like I feel like I could take this money, I could take the $40,000 for a a used 2000 Corvette, and I could go buy, it's going to have less horsepower, but I could go buy a Miata, I could go buy a a, a Cooper Works GT Mini, I could, GP, sorry, I could get a Mustang. It's not going to have as much horsepower, but. Yep.
0: Yeah, and you're exactly right. Um You'd be hard. It's, it's, and I get a warranty. <laughs> yeah. So, what I'm, what I'm looking at on the screen right now is uh, like a uh, C6 Z06s, which bang for the buck. Like we talked about before, 200 mile an hour car. Here's one with 27,000 miles on it. And it's got a, I think this is a 3LZ. So, it's, it's loaded. It's a great, it's a great car. Um, they still have to have the heads done on them. So, like you said, you talk about warranty. This is a car that is no has known head issues that has to be reground and uh, different valves have to be put in. Uh, Chevy should is that, should that a warranty be, thing? No, that was an. They after. should be sued for it. There was a bunch of class action lawsuits against it. I don't ever really know where it went, but it's a it's a known thing. It has to be done on these cars, or you can mm-hmm. just kind of ticking time bomb kind of thing. But I mean, you can they're they're averaging right now in the mid forties. I know for a fact that the asking is one thing. Most people are taking high thirties, low forties for. But these are all cars with less than these are low low mileage cars, twenty thousand miles, things like that. So you're going to be able to tell pretty quick. But again, but a yeah, car like
1: that, it sits. Which can do damage to a car. I mean, something, a, a 2008 Chevrolet Corvette Z06, and they want $47,000 for it. 20,000 miles, yeah. 20,000 miles. That car has sat for a lot of its life.
0: Yeah, probably didn't get driven in the winter. Things you know, like
1: that. I mean, if, if I'm going to go to wherever that dealership is, the first thing I'm going to say is, "How old are the tires?" I want to know when the oil. I want to see when the oil was changed and things like that. Mm-hmm. This is we we preach this all the time. If you're going to buy a car, the cheapest car, the most expensive car, document the stuff you do. Get copies of the stuff when you go get oil changes and things like that. It really will help you when you're selling. But I just don't know what's happened to
0: these cars. That's the thing. Like they, they look pretty. And yeah, but you're right. For this money though, it's 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 a hard argument to buy a used car of this, especially of this yeah. date, um, because if you're looking at the mid 2000s, you're looking at cars that uh, you're going to get higher interest rates on. But hmm. most buyers are not going to buy this outright, as much as we like to think they would. Fifty, fifty. Not a, a lot of people have fifty thousand dollars set aside for a used Corvette, especially a a you know fifteen year old used Corvette. Yeah uh and so there's better
1: places to put your 50 grand (laughs) exactly yeah way
0: better places to because this is a seriously depreciating asset dang that is a really nice one yeah (laughs) but anyway yeah
1: it's in miami too yeah anyway
0: anyway yeah it does bring us back to the point that the the market's pretty competitive now because i mean you're right you probably are better off buying a mustang or a new camaro especially if you can buy
1: warranty and I and I know who has driven my new car. Yeah, the guy off the boat, or maybe or off from off the train, and yeah, the guy that did the PDI on it. And I think I think that's the better way to go. I, I, I will say this. I want to open this up to the forums, as we'll say. Um, and I would like to see a competition. Not competition. I'd like to see some conversation in in the chat about this, about what people think. Like, what would you do? So, yeah,
0: I think. The exotics are where the sweet spot is. I think if you go, if you're willing to spend more money, a lot more money, actually. Let's be real; it's a lot more money. If you're into, to four times more money, if, if you're willing to spend the low hundreds, if you get into the hundred to one hundred twenty thousand dollars range, yes,
1: that's three to four times thirty thousand dollars. Right? Yes, 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 yes.
0: <laughs> I'm not real good with math, but I think they see. It used to be like, you know. Looking back, it used, if you crossed a threshold into exotic territory, you got into something that was really special. Even yeah. if the, the number's on paper, so you don't drive spec sheets. We talked about that. The spec sheet doesn't mean shit. It's how you drive the car and you wanna, how it feels. You drive, you drive the data or whatever you say. Yeah, you don't didn't... drive the data. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. You <laughs> drive the car. Yeah. And so I think when you get yeah. into that GT4, Turbo S, hell, even a Carrera 4S, anything, when they fixed the PDK, when they got out of that... Uh, the really clunky one, what would that be? So 991, really. The late 997.2, but 991.1 and higher is really when they just got pretty perfect. You're going to get a really special experience. But it's going to cost you a lot. And
1: maintenance is going to cost you a lot, too.
0: Well, not if you have a Carrera 4S, because they're pre-turbo, the actual naturally aspirated cars.
1: But you're still going to have to have a car like that serviced at either a Porsche dealership or a high-end Porsche, right? I if mean, you can't
0: do the if you can't do the maintenance yourself, which is pretty easy to do on those, cars. an
1: oil change on a Miata is going to be a lot less than a yes. Porsche. So, yeah,
0: yeah. So, man, I w- I wouldn't say it's a little daunting to see because it's like the cost of entry has increased so much. It's um, good money in this area, but that's not most people. It's hard. Well, I mean, I-, I guess like
1: I was. Laughing because I was listening to a, a video and some people down in Vegas and they were talking about how it's, it's all of a sudden convertible season in Vegas. I'm like, it's the middle of winter, but then against Vegas uh, and how people are starting to look to buy convertibles in that area because they want to drive them with the top down without burning themselves. So oh. I think it's where the car is, obviously. You know, there's a lot there. There's a, I mean, you back to our beating on the drum of the Corvette, there's a great Corvette. Uh, community around here, so you're going to find a lot of great cars that have been well taken care of. I'm not I'm not trying to say that all Corvettes and all used cars have been beat, but no. at the end of the day, you know, are you going to go to, <laughs> it's like buying a car from a, a rental car market, like
0: you know the car has been jumped, you know the car has been sideways. Yeah, so, you're probably <laughs> better off buying a yeah. used track car than you are buying a used rental car. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> really,
1: absolutely, you know, so, I mean, it, it'd be less abused as a track car. So yeah, I think far less, I think know your market. And I think we've said this a hundred times too. You don't have to buy a car in your hometown. You're not limited anymore. I mean, even new, you don't have to buy a, a car in your hometown anymore. Like, you know, Dan's talked about the fact that his, his Raptor, he drives right now. He got, well, you got an Arizona. Yeah. The next yeah. one too. Yeah. The next one will come. From, I mean, it's not about, there's nothing wrong with the dealerships here, but it's like, it's not the old days where you had
0: to buy. Some. Oh no, there is. Huh? Oh no, there is. I talked about that in the last episode. I won't even, I don't even bother. Like I got so much flack from the four dealers here. And it, it, it's not just, this is, I'm going to go back on this Apple box soapbox rant because I didn't finish it in the last one. Not the rant, but the reason why. When I asked, when I looked to buy a Raptor here, they gave me so much attitude about the cost. They're like, you're never going to find a Raptor at MSRP. Well, ever. that
1: probably motivated you to find one at MSRP. I huh? paid
0: 2,000 under MSRP for my ah, Raptor. Okay. I'm buying my new one. The 24 brand new model for 24, not brand new model. It's the facelift. So I'm buying the Gen 3.2, whatever you want to call it. You know, the the, the mid mid generation facelift of the new Raptor with the 700A 37 inch tire package. I'm it's buying. The, it a, it's
1: the Raptor that's been married for about 20 years, and it's getting a slight up, a
0: slight yes, pace. exactly. And so, <laughs> and I'm buying it at MSRP. And when I told, when I called my dealer that I bought this one from in Arizona, they said they were just like, oh yeah, the only one we're asking an ADM on is the Raptor R. You're like your repeat, you can get one if you want one. Like yeah. we'll automatically allocate. No attitude. It was like wasn't even a question. And I'm like, and they wanted here. They said, oh no, With the minimum we'll do on a Raptor is ten thousand over MSRP. Any any Raptor, and it's thirty on the Raptor R. And then Which it was, means they're probably doing that on the
1: Ranger Raptors too.
0: Then the attitude yeah. they gave me was, dude, you're never going to find one at MSRP. And I told them, so basically that's what you told me last time. And then I just paid two thousand under MSRP in Arizona, and I had a great vacation not paying you. I was like, and... So you say, saved $12,000. Oh, yeah. I yeah. saved $12,000 yep. flying to Arizona. So yep. I, uh, I had, and yes, I had a great vacation, basically for the cost of the MSRP on the Raptor. Yeah. And I took it to the Salt Flats and Zion. And, you know, it was like I toured the West US. It was fantastic. Broke it in on the way home. I
1: mean, if the love of your life hadn't tried to rip the ceiling down on the Salt Flats. Right? I mean, yeah, other I things...
0: <laughs> Got a great video on the Salt Flats. Yeah, so. But I'm just saying, like, that, that's why I don't deal with the four dealers here because that was a consistent response and so it's like why bother why deal with the attitude i'm a consumer
1: i think a lot of the dealerships around here i don't want to just hyper focus on ford we probably shouldn't Uh, right um, yeah the uh uh are doing that i think there's a lot there's there's a lot of bloody money here and um people are not questioning it um
0: part of me is well see here's the difference though so being the person that i don't blame somebody for getting what. Something is worth what somebody's willing to pay for it. Agreed. So if people are willing to pay ADM, that's fine.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: it's the attitude when they said it that bothered me. It wasn't, I mean, I, I, I've said it a million times online. I'm, I'm a death before ADM person. I'll never pay it. I'll just not buy the car. It loses its value to me because of the attitude of the, the sale. Again, I don't fault the dealer for making money. It's a business. Making money is a good thing. Pay your employees. Cost of living here is high. I get it. It's not that. It was the attitude about how they said it, about how they did it.
1: Most banks don't like ADM either by the way. You're no. going to have to you're going to have to cough up the ADM. Yeah. Which means it's going to take it's going to take out of your down payment. Because the bank's going to go, "Well, that's wonderful that you want $124,000 Raptor R that, that you want to buy for 150, but we're only going to loan you 124." Right. You know kind of thing. Yeah. So, um the, you know, I I've, I've seen that. So, it, remember that. Like, you know, again, you can there are I forgot I forgot how many thousands of Ford dealerships and, and Chevy dealerships and all kinds of dealerships across the United States. Don't be afraid to pick up the phone and call somebody. You know, that's, that's how you found, because remember you,
0: you went on a big hunt before you found the Arizona place, didn't you? Uh, no, actually I was originally going to buy it in Colorado. I don't which, know
1: any of your stories.
0: No. So I was, I was originally going to buy it in Colorado. This is where I found out about that. They have sticker a, thing. they have the blue sticker. So there's an emission sticker, even though this is the exact same truck verified hundred percent. There's no question. It is the exact same truck. There is a, uh, special emissions regulation sticker that has to go on the truck or it can't be licensed here. Hmm. Arizona was like, no problem. They sent me a photo of it. And like, here's the sticker on the truck. I was like, cool, take it. Um, but Colorado did the same thing. They're like, yeah, we can't sell it to you.
1: Colorado just wouldn't sell you a sticker?
0: Yeah, no kidding. You can buy them online on eBay. Just don't do that. Yeah, people. which you don't, totally don't shouldn't do that, that for the same truck to avoid so government bureaucracy <laughs> yeah, and overreaching. Well, actually, I, I don't
1: know. I don't even, even if you showed up with the sticker, I don't think they'd sell you the is Actually, truck. Um, this is like trying to buy a gun out of state right now.
0: Allegedly, Hmm. if you just ask around to enough licensing places, they won't ask you. No. and then once it's registered here, you're golden. Ah, fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, because government is dumb. Anyway, in
1: case you guys can't hear what Dan did, he did some a lot of air quotes there. So yes, yes.
0: Anyway, uh, so yeah, and and Nick's just right on. So the same thing. We're looking at the C8Z06s. I'm looking at several online at MSRP right this second, and dealers are starting to advertise them for MSRP. Uh. So if you're looking for one of those, now there's still cars out there that are not going to do that. Guarantee you right now, we probably won't live to see the day. I hope I'm wrong that GT3 RSs and GT2 RSs are, hey, it's $226,000. Sure, that's exactly what we'll have you pay for it. Do you need three other portions? Nope. They're always gonna have the demand for that. Like Yeah.
1: We're literally looking online right now and it, there's a hundred and twenty thousand dollar brand new twenty twenty three Ziego six well it's got four I shouldn't say brand new, it's yeah, got so four thousand miles on it. But I mean that's it's it's so it's selling for MSRP <laughs> After having 4,000 miles on it.
0: No, but there are, if you go to the Corvette forum yeah, and you it. look for Corvettes for sale, you can yeah. find they're like MSRP, MSRP, MSRP. Like That's good. dealers are dropping them left and right. Um, the only ones that are holding their value that I've seen on Bring a Trailer are the 70th anniversary, the collector edition Z06s. People are paying, willing to pay a little more for those, which is, I don't really care about the badging and the color seats, but maybe somebody does.
1: Well, it's easy. You just find somebody that has one, take their badges. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> easy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. No. So, I mean, the deals are out there if you're into that tax bracket, I guess. Uh, I'm not willing to pay $175,000 for a Corvette because uh, of the dealer experience. If, <laughs> is
1: there yeah. any way a dealer would tell me that a Corvette weighs over 6,000 pounds?
0: Asking for a friend. <laughs> for a friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, truck You place. know,
1: Well, your truck? No, I said I want I want a, I want a I Corvette know. that weighs over 6,000 pounds. Well, so. the E-Ray is getting there. <laughs> yeah. I think that's going to be another one that you're going to pay big time over.
0: Eh, at first, maybe. Yeah, uh, I think the next year, if you're it's, willing to wait it's a supply year, supply
1: and demand. But I mean, yeah. also, if you're okay with the fact that you're killing the environment with all those batteries in that Corvette, but other than that, yeah. So, <laughs> you seen the leaching ponds, Dan? Have you seen them? I've seen them. No. <laughs> so, well, I I don't know. I mean, if you're, lo- I guess, if you're looking for a new fun toy, I mean, there's a lot of good options out there. I I wouldn't, you know, I think I. I would go drive the Miata. I would drive, I would drive all those cars before I went out and bought a used, sometimes 20, 10 to 15 year old used Corvette for the same price.
0: Yeah. Without um, a warranty. I think people would be surprised at the driving experience too. So I'm not saying anything bad about old Corvettes or old Mustangs or anything like that. I've, oh, I've, I've driven all of them. They're great. Yeah. They're fun cars. But I wouldn't discount the new ones either. Um, even with much less horsepower, you're not going to drive the spec sheet. You're going to if you're an enthusiast driver versus a look-at-me driver, you're going to have a lot more options out there, and you may find, you may surprise yourself at how much fun some of these new cars are that are way down on horsepower, Just, be, and they're going to be a lot more comfortable, I'll tell you that right now, but they, the performance is way up for the horsepower, even in spite of the weight, because our technology is so much better, so.
1: Yeah, I mean... I- it makes me start to think about like what what you would get if you want just an everyday car, but, and I think you end up going back to, I'm talking like an everyday commuter car. I think that you go back to like the Kias, the Hyundais. How much, how much is Toyota selling that special Corolla for? Mm, if you can find one, I think they're 40 or something. I thought they were twice that. No.
0: Oh, wow. The Corolla GR is, what is Well,
1: it? I, okay. I know what they want to sell it for, but I don't know what it's selling for
0: is my point. Yeah. 36. Okay. Uh, goes it goes up to forty-seven, so they're quite a bit.
1: It's still a 50, That's a fifty <laughs> thousand dollars.
0: Yeah, that's a lot. It, so, well, I mean, if don't,
1: you, don't even click. I. Yeah. I will not buy a car that looks like it had relations with Optimus Prime. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is controversial, but uh, one of the best driving it's cars. Better. It's for, better. It's better. Look, we're talking about the Civic Type R, by the way. Civic Type R. Yeah. Yep. I was going to say, if you want the. Pretty much pinnacle of commuting performance and an actually really, really great car to drive. It's the Civic Type Bar.
1: Oh, that animation they show of the engine makes it look like the intercooler is on the side of the, of the engine. Oh. So the front, I was like, wait yeah. a minute.
0: Yeah, okay. But it has no... I mean, the, the drive wheels are in the wrong place. It's a uh, wrong wheel drive. Drive it say. backwards. Yeah, drive it backwards. It's wrong it's wheel easier. drive, yeah. but it's, uh, it kind of breaks every stereotype. It really is a fantastic car.
1: I have to say... I. Now it just looks like a Civic with a wing tap to the back of it, kind of thing. It, it, they were really it bad when they really did yeah. that, like six years ago. I think it was seven years ago. Um, I don't know. I've never really been a Honda fan. Although you would, you can't get me off their bikes.
0: Right? Yeah. No, no you can't argue with their so, motorcycles. But yeah, yeah they I, bang for Other the buck. Generators. Yeah, yeah. The so, Civic yeah. Type R is forty five. It's about fifty one out the door um, with a six so speed. Yeah, and yeah. it's. Like I said, it really what is, is. What probably. is Honda Log R Data? It's a, it's a data logger for track. Oh, okay. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, huh. It only has one. I like that the powertrain option six-speed manual. Like you gotta give Honda some credit here, and I know people don't like to the the hot rod guys and no, stuff like that. I don't, I don't but want to. I know Nick doesn't want to either. <laughs> But, uh, I mean
1: the, again the spec sheet doesn't
0: lie what what you can do with it what you can I mean, There's like there's barely even any options for this car which car. is good.
1: What's a Oh it's the wing and carbon it's just carbon fiber.
0: Yeah. It's 6 grand worth of carbon.
1: God, I'm so glad they put that wing on the back of a front wheel drive car.
0: Like I mean fully loaded it's 52. Oh well, it's a functional wing on this car. It's crazy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it does need rear downforce, which is weird, but it's true. Okay.
1: Does it come with stickers for extra horsepower? I feel like it should. I know it comes with the DC nice Sports, Type R a new Dodge speed one. <laughs>
0: Absolutely, <laughs> dating ourselves there.
1: Uh, like we have, like we don't do that enough on this
0: show. I know. I'm just saying. I like uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan because of the way it drives, not because I, I appreciate a car that drives well. And this really is a fun car to drive. I've never met anybody who's driven one of these who doesn't love it.
1: Okay. Scenario. Okay. You're a dad. You got a 16 year old. Mm-hmm. You're going to buy them a car. Ooh.
0: What? New car, new used car. car. Two options. What do you think? What do you think, like, safety wise? Like, there is an extremely high chance they're going to get into an accident. Yeah. Extremely high. Yeah. Um, probably in your driveway. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. So I would want something safe. Um, I would want a manual transmission. Uh, even if they never drive one again, I want them to have the experience and oh, I want how them to. And I want them, well, I want them to focus. Yeah uh and it, and it, it's yeah <laughs> yeah did
1: we focus a lot while driving our manual cars i, I, don't, did, remember. No, really. <laughs> um, I don't remember not
0: really um being focused i would buy used but i wouldn't buy like 20 year old used yeah i would buy something with this a good amount of safety features i wouldn't i'm not going to be i wouldn't see myself as a totally overprotective parent but i would want something relatively safe um just so
1: we're clear i i can totally see you as an overprotective parent <laughs> just so we're <laughs> I see how you treat your dog.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like my dog a lot more than people though. Especially <laughs> kids. Yeah. Um, fair enough. Well, that's a good question. I would probably go for a a used Golf. Oh, nice. Not an R or anything like that, but okay. like a maybe a GTI. Okay. Something a little fun because I'd want I'd want to get him out on the track because I think that's where the really important skills are built. Um, the first thing cool I do, dad. I would send them immediately to proformance to the sure. teenage driving school. I've had so many, I've referred so many coworkers to that who've said it is the best experience they've ever had with their kid period going out on the track and watching the, just the accomplishment they have from that. And it's something they can do together as they get older. Cause I mean, look, I mean, I, I don't have kids. Obviously I will never pretend that I understand to be a parent. I do not. But being an uncle to 11 and seeing how my brother and sister have had to deal with it. Like it's hard to connect with teenagers as a parent. Everybody knows that I was a pain in the ass. I don't know how my parents did it. Was? Yeah, no. true. is, <laughs> um, And so, like, having that experience with your kids, I think, is really cool. Yeah. Um, and just it, even watching it, like, when they go to the off-road days and stuff, like at Dirtfish, like, that kind of thing is really cool. Yeah. Or I would get them something really fun but not fast, like a, uh, a Jeep, maybe, or a Tacoma, something okay. that has a little bit higher of a bumper height. So, okay. as they run in, as they inevitably run, run into, into curves yeah. or small items, you know, yeah. something that okay. isn't going to get destroyed, but is reliable, um, something that's easy for them to maintain themselves. I don't want them to teach them that's that. That's a good point. As okay. they get older, I don't, ex- I don't expect them to do that. Um, I don't. Time is money. So, if mm-hmm. you don't have to, I under- totally understand people who go to the dealer for their service. Um, so, yeah, I, would pro- I, would pro- I think it would depend on what they were into before that. So if like, if they were also into bicycles or dirt bikes or something like that, you know, truck, I'd get them a truck yeah. or, or something that could at least haul a dirt bike on a hitch. Yeah. Um, maybe they're into hiking. So I'd, that might, around here, that would be a common thing. So that would play into that. Um, and it's something I would actually, I'd probably want them to get something that is, I would look at as not so disposable. So even if they, so if they decided they wanted to change cars like they inevitably do, and that's expected, maybe it's something that would be cool enough for them to keep around. It doesn't have to be like um, like a classic car, but you I mean you could get a like maybe a two-door jeep, something to keep in the family, and then as a parent say, "Hey, I'm going to buy it from you." Yeah. And keep it around and then use it as a runaround. Um, I got you. you could do that with a GTI as well, but it's, it's something with some staying power like a, like I said, you know. There, I wish I still had my old Scirocco kind of thing, you know, because in 20 yeah, years... Yeah, that's a lot
1: of reasons to have that car.
0: Yeah, like, but Like, that's I mean,
1: a lot, a lot of good reasons yeah. to have that car, yeah.
0: So, I, I guess as someone, as an adult looking back, what do I wish I had done as a kid? I wish yeah. I still had that car. I wish I still had my 944, for that matter. My I first know one. you
1: wish you still had your RX-7, too. I know that's a car you wish you had forever. Yeah, okay. Interesting. You know, it's like I said, I think that a lot of parents come up with that decision, depending on where you're at and things like that. I mean, I think that... I say this because it was my childhood. I had a Subaru. Yeah. It was perfect. It was manual. I, could, I learned to fix it, everything like that. I think I, I lean on that brand a little more than I should, but I, it, it's probably why I lean on it because it, it, it did so well for me, especially around here. But I like the idea of a truck and things like that. So
0: that's another actually really great one. I would go back to uh, um, your last Subaru.
1: Like, like a cross track, cross I mean,
0: track with a manual, absolutely, yeah. Because around here in the Pacific Northwest, California or something, I'd probably do something different. But down around here, where we have so much rain and so much snow, like that's just a set of tires away from doing everything year round, and then getting yeah. some really cool skills. Yeah, I mean,
1: and, it, and, I, and taking it places you never thought it could take it. Yeah, right. Like following Tacomas through the woods. Yeah, <laughs> as they grip off you their you know, sidebars. Maybe they, yeah.
0: hopefully they're into skiing or some other yeah. athletic activity they could take I, with that. It, it wasn't
1: a, a rigged Question. I just was curious in the fact that, like, I've been seeing a lot of people online start talking. Like, I, I got, I went down a rabbit hole on YouTube, and they were, parents were talking about cars that they would and wouldn't buy their, their, their children. And, you know, like the classic of like, you know, you can buy a car, we'll we'll pay for half, you're gonna pay for half and what which I think kind of ends up with your child getting a crappy car because it's like kids can only make so much money. But um Yeah. I think it's you know, I I, I was very blessed. I mean, like I said, my first car was a seventy nine Ford Granada because it was a giant steel brick that I couldn't I mean, I could have ran it into a wall at eighty and I would have been fine. <laughs> so if you've seen those crash tests, not that safe. It really, for the amount of things I hit, it really was. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> for yeah. my crash test, it, it was it went pretty well. But like I said, when I ended up in my 92 Subaru Legacy wagon, that was like, I could I could take friends in it. I could take people in it. I could go anywhere. So, I, I get it. Like I said, I, I, especially around here, something would always have four-wheel drive or all-wheel drive in my mind. So, you know. And, you know, if they want to get a WRX and start racing it, there you go.
0: So Yeah. I was yeah. Gonna say, that's actually another good one, too. Yeah. You could get even if you didn't get a WRX you could get a, a a late model 2.5 RS mm-hmm. and you could actually have a car that wouldn't be overpowered and take it to the track and I actually think it's more important to start with an underpowered car at the track
1: i actually saw about a week ago and it did not have washington plates on it but it was like a mid 90s two door impreza 2.5 RS <laughs> And had I love not it. needed to be where go where I was going, I would have been pulling that person over and been like, I need to talk to you. I just want to meet you. I want to because it was immaculate. Not even window tint.
0: Ooh. So yeah. It was black that.
1: too. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well it is interesting. The market isn't where we thought. No. Uh, all your biases about the market are wrong. Uh <laughs> I know. things are not more expensive. They're actually you're getting a lot more performance for your buck for the same amount of money. You're just you're just older. <laughs> you're Suck just it old, up.
1: You're older and things <laughs> cost more and yeah, yeah. I mean, and mostly your health insurance costs more. Um, yeah. yeah, so, well, no, this is just a little inter- introspective. Dan and I were chatting about every once in a while we get together, and, and and I think that coming into this, we talked, we wanted, to, we we tend to do this where we where we start the podcast, we're looking at facts as we're doing it, and and I really we went a different direction than I thought. I, I thought so. we were not going to get as much bang for our buck, and that we weren't you know right along with inflation, and so
0: yeah. You know, I will say there are. um I think a lot of people look at bring a trailer like me and they look for the uh the outliers of expensive cars.
1: 46,000 mile BMW Z4 Roadster for 10 grand. I'd take that.
0: So this is actually what I wanted to, to touch on before we we signed off on yeah. today is there are a lot of really really good prices on cars on bring a trailer for stuff that is not exotic. And, and there's are they're special and they're bring, on a tra- bring a trailer
1: and bring a trailer takes away my complaint of not knowing what the the person has done to it because there's oh, so yeah. much background and yeah. So, so.
0: I, you know, again, I don't want kids and I'm not going to have any, but, uh, if I was a parent, I think it would be kind of cool to get on here with your kid, get oh, a budget yeah. and find something special and drive it home. Yeah. Because you can find something that's going to be reliable. It's not going to be a lot of money and it's going to be just cool. There's a bunch of different stuff on the story too. I mean, okay. Yeah. So
1: right off the bat, like I said, 46,000 mile, 2006 BMW Z, Z4 M roadster. For ten five. Well, no, it's going for. I going to. Go for I know, a lot but more. I, I think so. I oh don't yeah. It I mean, depends on theory. the most. Well, it depends on the miles. I think that'd be kind of fun. I mean, a 66, 66 miles, nineteen ninety three Ford Mustang.
0: That's a Cobra R, one hundred forty five thousand. Oh. It's still got seven. I days just to haven't go. seen. It's sixty six miles. Sorry. Yeah, that's crazy. If
1: you don't, oh, there
0: we go. Right there. <laughs> yeah. So here's an eighty five K ten Blazer. Megan. Uh, Megan. It's, right now it's, it's twelve thousand, and yeah. it's, this is a runner. This is a a cool truck oh it's got oh no i thought it was washing but like mean, it's got an interior wow that's nice yeah it's got a seat so <laughs> 10 times better than
1: megan's car right uh you have to sit on uh, what is it uh dog food <laughs> so
0: uh briquettes i think I, it is
1: i i the amount of time i waste on well i do not waste but
0: spend on bring a trailer is <laughs> it, yeah it's a lot Okay, here's something. So, this is this is the stuff I'm actually talking ah, about. Ah, there you go. H22A powered 1993 Honda Accord EX sedan, five speed. And it's like a really, really clean car. That's why it's on bring yeah. a trailer. It's 316,000 miles. Yep. And it's probably got another 316,000. God, it's clean. It's got a VTEC engine swap. That's why. So, 23,000 have been under the current ownership. But, I mean, it's spotless. And the extra parts. What do they want for it? Uh,. Let's see here. It's at fifty three hundred my fifty three hundred dollars with fifteen hours remaining. Wow, that's cool. I'm just saying this might be a fun way to find a more unique car, yeah. and have a real experience.
1: What's it got on it for wheels? It looks like it's got Type R wheels.
0: No, I think those are. I think they're Acura wheels. Acura technically. wheels. Okay. It All says right. eight spoke, fifteen inch alloys. Oh. But I think they're actually Acura. Yokohama S
1: Drive tires. Okay. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's the really interior cool.
1: doesn't look like it had that many miles of, of
0: butt in it. I don't can't believe it's a 315,000-mile car. Well,
1: it's been refreshed because you look at the dash, it's got a screen in it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's but stereo, I'm saying, but...
1: Well, but I'm saying the inside has been either meticulously taken care of or somebody has replaced it. Somebody loved this car, so...
0: Yep. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Limited, limited installing. Uh, uh, repainted, so it's got... Limited, lists, slip. limited slip diff, Kony shocks, JDM style headlights, Pioneer touchscreen, Fosgate amp. Oh, Fosgate... Is Rockford Fosgate still around? Yeah, I think so. God, I remember putting those in everything. <laughs> I was listening to a, br- <laughs> I, I, a snippet of Vanilla Ice explaining what Serwin Vegas are, because the, they don't make them anymore. Mm-hmm. Serwin Vegas speakers, yeah.
1: I don't yeah. even know if the last time I saw those.
0: Yeah, I can't remember. Anyway.
1: Remember, you used to you'd go into car toys, and they have all the decks on the wall, and you could click the, where, you, where you wanted to go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. you never bought what you're listening for, because then they'd quote you, and you're like, I can't afford that. <laughs> Just me, okay, yeah, excellent. Anyway, all right. Well, this is again. This is just our midwinter. Just thinking about it, you know. Coming into, we know you're going to be paying your taxes and hopefully you'll be getting some money back, and maybe you can find a neat project car, or, as I'm looking for right now. As long as my mother doesn't listen to this, the project bike, something to work on. But uh, yeah,
0: project bikes weren't good.
1: I know, I know, I know. I just it's there's a there's a health insurance to pay. That's that's why I don't have a, you know. yeah. But, um, yeah, that's something to think about. So uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode, as always. uh, For the Avance Podcast, I'm Nick. I'm Dan. Don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.